How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Today, I want to start by making sure because you can be fasting like this, but your faith is off. Amen. So it's important that because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it's important that the more you hear, the more the faith comes. And the more your faith is authentic, the more there is a manifestation. There is no problem with God. There is problem is with us. God is always right. If the thing is not coming the way it's, it's supposed to come, then we have to ask ourselves. Amen? Now, the essential, the spiritual essentials of life, apart from salvation, Holy Ghost baptism, the next essential of human life is divine health. I say divine health. Now, life and health is what people crave for. The reason why there was a lockdown is everybody was afraid to die. Hmm? Do you know why you were locked down? Everybody was afraid. Amen? Interesting. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Let me shift gear. Hallelujah. So health and life is one of the things that men crave for. Nobody wants to be sick. Is anybody here that wants to be sick? No, nobody wants to be sick. Amen. There's nobody here that wake up that he said that he's prayed that Lord today visit me with malaria. Huh? Has anybody prayed that kind of prayer before? Uh-huh. So health and, 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 and longevity is one of the things we crave for. Now, all these things can easily be lived by faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> to be in a state of health, you need faith. Do you know that you need faith to live in a state of health? It is only faith that will make you believe what God has said in his word. Only faith will let you believe what God has said in his word. God says something about you. The only way to receive and accept God has said is by faith. How many of you have seen God before? How many of you have seen me before? How do you see me? 
How many of you have seen God? Nobody has seen God. How many of you have seen Jesus? Do you know that even the faith we need to work with Jesus is different from the faith of Peter, James, and John? The people we call the apostles and those who are working with Jesus. If you go to the book of John, there are some things John wrote. So for instance, he said that what we have seen with our eyes, what we have heard with our ears, that is what we testify. It means that even your faith must be different from the faith of the apostles. Because the Jesus, the apostles relate to, they saw him. But the Jesus me and you are related to, we have never seen. I want to bring something out of you. Help me so that the thing will come out. Amen. That is why the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible. It doesn't matter your title, your name, the school you attended. Because you are believing in a God who has said something. You were not there, he said it. You have not seen him before. But he said that believe what he said. And when you believe what he said, he's going to manifest it. So let me tell you something. Without faith, you are not a Christian. Without faith, you have only taken a touch. It's like somebody walking around in Ghana and say, I'm the president, I'm the president. Does it make you a president? No. So without faith, you actually don't exist. Stand up. Hmm? Come. Sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Is he disobeying me? I told him to sit down. He's still standing. Do you know he's disobeying me? Huh? Sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Hold it. As I like, hold it to it. You hold it. Bring it here. Sit down. I don't even know how he sat down. Do you know why he sat down? He knows that when he falls, that he won't get wounded. Stand up. Hmm. You saw the way you were sitting down. Sit down. Now stand up. Move this thing. Sit down. Have you seen the difference he sat down in this one and the way he sat down in this one? It means that he just believed that this seat will not let her fall down. So there is something about what we call natural faith. That's what I'm preaching. It is the faith that makes you cross road. It is the faith that makes you... Do you know why you are sitting on the chair? You believe that you will not fall down. You see the chair. You know it is made of metal. You know it is secure. So you sat on it. God is trying to tell you that. 
the way you believe the chair because you see that you see the chair and you see you can sit on it and you know you don't fall down even though you don't see him but whatever he says believe it this is all we are struggling with the reason i'm preaching this thing is that even the fasting we are doing the prayer we will need first to see answers it means that the father you are praying does not mean god is going to answer he must see faith to answer the prayer. So I don't know, the heaven is going to test whether you really believe in your prayer. That is why the devil's assignment in our life helps us to become what God wants us to be. So without the devil, we don't need faith. The reason why heaven doesn't need faith is that Satan is not there. So all the things we are talking about faith, by the time you exit and get to heaven, you, you don't need it. Because there is nothing to challenge it. But on earth, you need faith. No, there is a Bible definition that says that faith is a substance of things you hope for, it's evidence of things you don't see. But let me give you the simple, simplest, and the best you can memorize as a definition of faith. It is simply believing what God has said. Faith is simply believing what God has said, even if it doesn't make sense, or it contradicts everything in the natural. So you are sick, you are shivering, it's like something is about to happen, and God is saying that, believe that you are healed. Listen to this very carefully. He said, believe that you are what? You are healed. Now, it does not mean that the moment God said believe that you are healed, all the symptoms are going to leave you. He said that. This is your sickness. Which is shaking your body like a fever. This is God's word that says you are healed. God said between the sickness and his word, you have to choose to believe one. So every time you are going to step by faith, there is another alternative to belief. That is why faith has other opponents like fear and doubt. You, it's very, very important. Because the fact that if you don't take care, you finish a hundred, it might not be because God did it. It may be that you are praying, but it's not based on faith. So you see a lot of people in church, they are very zealous. They are very committed. They are very passionate for the things of God, but their life is not changing. It means that they are doing the things people see, but in their heart there is no faith. And God is only under obligation eh, to be moved by his word. Nothing moves God except his word. If God is moved outside his word, that this word will not exist. That is the reason why other religions cannot live by faith. A Buddhist cannot live by faith because it doesn't have the word to stand on. Other religions cannot live by faith. It is only children of God who live by faith. And the reason they can live by faith is that they are standing on what God has said. It is very easy to talk theory. But it is the practicality of it that matters. Everybody must talk theory. It is very easy. If our talk is cheap, 
Everybody. It is easy for a politician to promise until he come to power. Because talk is cheap. Everybody. That is why I say that faith is not only a great confession. Because the confession is cheap. But the prophecy is another word for action. It's another word for behavior. You can confess and behave different. And God is not sometimes only moved by your confession. He's moved by your behavior. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show, not show me your faith without your confession. The confession is good, but it is useless when you confess and not act. The theory is very easy. Look at Mark chapter 9 verse 18. Let me show you something. <laughs> A certain man was complaining to Jesus about his son. He said that. And wherever it taketh him, the man's son was having some sickness. It might be epilepsy. I mean, a kind of. Because he said that. Give me the New Living Translation. And whenever the spirit sees him, it throws him violently to the ground. So you can see. You can see that. Even though the Bible didn't mention it. It might be a kind of epilepsy. Then he foams at the mouth, grains his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't, they could not. For some reason, the man believed that it was an evil spirit. They could not. So he came to Jesus complaining. Are you getting now? <laughs> and they could not. Tell somebody they could not. That was his complaint to Jesus. But listen. By the time you draw to verse number 23, Jesus gave him the answer. Look at what Jesus said. What do you mean? Let me read the King James Version first before I read this one. Huh? Jesus said to him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. So the reason is not the problem of the attack of the child. The father does not believe. Because children cannot develop their own faith, every miracle your child must get, it must be based on the father or the mother's faith. So all the people that go breakthrough for their children in the Bible, at Jesus' time, it was based on the parents' faith. In fact, talking about the Canaanite or the Syrophoenician woman, the child was not even there. But the child believed. Remember the woman that Jesus said, you don't take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And the woman told Jesus that the dogs eat of the cram. The child was not there. He said, madam, because of your faith, go. Because of this statement, your child leave. And the Bible says, instantly, the spirit left the child. It means that the faith of the, the, the manifestation of the deliverance of the child was based on the mother's faith. Let's come back to verse number 19. I, I read verse 18. Hmm. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long? And verse number 20. So now Jesus is dealing with the disciples. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straight away, the spirit tied him up. There is something about deliverance. Let me tell you something. I've seen many people who tell me that their sons are under the influence of the devil. Sometimes they want to bring them here. I've seen some. When they get to the gate, the person says, You won't come. I've seen something where they managed to bring them here. You tell you that they won't come to the auditorium. The devil will always resist where you'll be cast out. Forever. So when you see somebody who does not want to come to the house of God, it's a sign of demonic presence. 
It doesn't matter how nice, how old you are. If there is something that makes you struggle to come to God's house, it's a sign that you are under the influence of demons. And they must be cast out. Because the purpose of the devil in your life is to fight you from becoming a good Christian. Wow, I'm teaching. Amen. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straight away, the spirit turned him up and fell. And he fell on the ground and warred for me. Wow. Jesus asked his father. Listen. Jesus asked his father, how long is it ago since this came into him? And the father said, of a child. So these demons have seized this little boy from his childhood. It means that a demon we don't cast out will stay forever. Don't decorate your demons. If something is happening to you that is abnormal, immediately you must seek attention for deliverance. One of the reasons why people don't like deliverance is because of manifestation. Because when the devil is leaving people's body, sometimes it comes with manifestation. But do you want to keep cuteness and leave a demon? Or you want to manifest and be free after that? Which one do you want? You have to always choose one. There are people in the name of gentility is keeping their demons. And the demon is really tormenting them. And remember the devil came to steal, kill and destroy. So when he's in your life, he's not there to add to you. He is not there to bless you. He cannot do anything apart from stealing, destroying, and killing. Anything outside that context, Satan can't. The day the devil do a good thing, he will cease to be the devil. Satan cannot create, he can only destroy. The devil cannot create, he can only what? Destroy. The day he creates, he will cease to be the devil. So when he's in your life, he is not there for entertainment. How long has this been? He said, of a child. Now look at the man. Now listen, if you don't have faith, you show in your language. Oftentimes, it has cast him into the fire. It means that sometimes when the manifestation came, there was a fire, the demon, so the devil just want to kill this child. They cast him into fire. Can you imagine the boy falling into fire? Nobody's there. And into the waters to destroy him. But if thou can't do anything, Listen to the man. Come to New Living Translation. Wow. This is the spirit sometimes people come to church with. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water. Try to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. If you can. If you can. If you can. It means uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put the English word. If you say he can't, then he can't. One should bring the word can't then me. There's an opportunity for can't. But when it comes to God, there's nothing with God like he can't. So, it means that the man has an alternative in his heart. Are you in church trying to see whether God will help you or you believe that he's going to help? Look at the NIV version. 
Look at it. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, it means it, probably you, you may not be able to do it. If you can do anything. Now, I love the way the King James put it. If you can do anything. So there are people who are coming to church. Let me go to Porters and try if they can do something. And once they come with that spirit, if God has blocked your breakthrough, who is me to manifest it? So get it at the back of your coconut. No pastor heals. No prophet heals. It is God that heals, but he uses us. No? I can give my t-shirt. I used to pray with people. They have to believe it. If they don't believe it, it's ordinary. If you believe it, it becomes supernatural. So everything is ordinary until you believe. And once you believe, you act. So the reason you are not acting is because you don't believe. If you don't believe, God will bring you and open the windows of heaven and pour your blessing. You can't pay tight. So the argument is not whether we should pay tight or not. You don't believe. The reason I can't eat my tart is that I believe it and I have testimonies about it. Now that's what it is. The reason why you have money but you can't give to God is that you cannot believe that you multiply. If I even say that I will cause men to give to your bosom, so God can go to people's pocket for your sake. But if you don't believe it, it cannot happen. Oftentimes, it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on that. Listen to Jesus' answer. And Jesus came and said that. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. If thou canst believe. New Living Translation. I love this one. Wow. What do you mean? Look at Jesus. If I can, Jesus asks, anything is possible if a person believes. So, if you look at the exclamation, the Jesus said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It means the man was the reason for his child's suffering. The child could have been delivered long time. But the man does not believe. What do you mean that if I can? If I can. You don't go to God with if I can. Huh? It means that you, you have alternative. And once God sees alternative, you back off. Because God doesn't want to do it and somebody will share the glory with him. It's a very simple principle. Come to King James. Have you seen Jesus? What do you mean? Jesus said unto you, if that can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Thank God for the man's accident. The man saw his own belief. He begged from verse 24. And straight away, the father of the child cried out and said, with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief. Today, that's going to be your prayer. Me and you, we have a prayer to pray. The prayer is very simple. This week, Lord, help my own belief. That he really helped the situation. He said to Jesus, help my unbelief. Some of you must come to God and ask God to help your unbelief. The unbelief is the reason you are behaving the way you are behaving. The unbelief. Do you know that if you don't have faith, you don't have patience? 
if you see anybody who is in a hurry, it's a, it's a sign of the absence of faith. Because patience is one of the ingredients that make faith work. The reason is that, <laughs> and let me tell you this, God. He can come to you and tell you, I'll give you a child. When you were a young man, young boy, 70 years, God said, I'll give you a child. When he said that, he came back and showed up after 30 years. So he told Abraham, I'll make your descendant like the stars. The guy was 70. The time he gave him this charge, he was 100. So the guy need 30 years patient. Sometimes, the fact that you get a prophecy that you are going to marry a very nice guy who fear God does want me to come tomorrow. I told you last week that God's timetable is different from our timetable. Number two, we live in time, he lives in eternity. So when we are under pressure with time, where he is, clock is not tickling. God doesn't tickle clock in where he lives. You don't hear, ke, ke, ke. no. Do you know time is part of examination? There are six questions, answer five. It is not just knowing the question, you must have speed. So you have answered four, and they say, get ready to stop work. So time is part. One of the reasons we can't walk by faith is time. Another thing that makes faith work is the state of your heart. God will check the heart. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Give. So, you know what? When you sow between your seed and your harvest, there is time. May the Lord give you a good heart. You can be walking around thinking your heart is good, but it's out of touch. This is how faith is very crucial. Build your faith and work with God. If you don't build your faith, you become a disgrace to the kingdom. You know, it is a struggle between positive faith and negative faith. There's something called positive faith. There's something called negative faith. It means that you have faith all right, but it's on the reverse gear. So you can put your faith on the reverse gear. A car is either going forward or it's coming on the reverse. No car goes sideways. Like your car is going like this. What kind of car is that? No car going like this. Either a car is here or it's going back. Now, do you know something? A reverse gear cannot go far. When you put your car on a reverse gear, either you are turning. Nobody can drive on a motorway with a reverse gear. The, the, even the gearbox will break down. So a negative faith doesn't go far. Are you getting the picture now? So check your heart for the faith you are operating. I'm telling you. In your Christian walk, one of the things you must guide is, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Let me tell you the truth about faith. Everybody here has faith. Because the Bible says he has dealt with every man the measure of faith. The difference is how it is used. So this brother has faith, this sister has faith, this brother has faith. The difference of the result is how you use the faith. Faith is a spiritual thing. It's only a weapon for those who have been regenerated in Christ. Even if you're a religious person, you cannot walk by faith. Some people go to church, they are religious, but they are not spiritual. Are you getting a picture? You cannot. If you don't have faith, you can't pay time. If you don't have faith, you can't give. If you don't, all the people fornicating with the lady before they marry them, it's lack of faith. 
Why should I buy a car without testing it? Are you the one manufacturing the car? May the Lord help you to use your faith well. Amen. Don't shift your faith gear on the reverse. Once you put it on a reverse, you are in trouble. There's nothing wrong with you. It depends on where you shift the gear. It's either on the forward gear or on the reverse gear. The Bible says in the book of James, say a doubter, the one who doubt, is like the wave of the sea. Have you, are you familiar with that scripture? The Bible says a toss to and flow. It says that person will never receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because his faith is on a reverse gear. He was talking about if you lack wisdom, ask God to give you the wisdom. I think it's James, James, James chapter 1, there about. Eh? If anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. And he said, when you ask him the wisdom, but let him ask in faith. Because wisdom, you can't see it. So after you ask, believe that God has given it. Because you see, when you ask God for a car, you give you a car key. But when you ask God for wisdom, you can't see wisdom. You can only see its effect. Nobody saw God give Solomon wisdom, but we saw the aftermath effect of the wisdom. His life and actions demonstrate that the guy is not a normal guy. He carries some supernatural wisdom. So God said that when you are asking something you can't see, ask it by faith. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavering is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind toss. For let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Give me the New Living Translation. Jesus is Lord. Are you enjoying the fasting? May the Lord work on your character during this fasting. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Your faith is in God alone, not in your certificate. Some of you ladies in church, eh, you just believe a good guy must marry you because you are a graduate. They ask you and say you have your master's. Marry your certificate. Do you know you can be walking around, your faith is not in God. It is in your achievement. Many people, their faith is in their achievement. And God will let you know that you were there before your achievement came. Faith, it is the most potent force on earth. Faith, no science has divided the sea. No scientific discovery has divided the sea. Today I was meditating about something. Hey, no generation has had sickness than this generation. Since God created the world. And no generation to us have more doctors than this generation. No generation has had more hospitals than this generation. And no generation has ever been having sickness than this generation. Think about it. Food for thought. Do you know why? Because we want independence from God. And the most miserable life a man can live is a life that I don't need you, God. Hey, hear me. Don't depart from God. No matter what it is. If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, what is it? No. No. Remember, I bought diapers. If this is what you call civilization, I don't want it. No. Remember, I developed a new for. I developed a new for. Why do you say new for? This new for with tennis ball inside. What you call wisdom, it can make you a fool. If this is what you call civilization, I don't want it. I don't want it. 
Let me stay in my village. May the Lord put your faith on a forward gear. I don't want it. If this is what God will do with us, and they will call that Ambenamu develop, underdevelop, third world. Let us stay in third world and enjoy God. Oh, let's enjoy our God with this, all this in song. Let's enjoy Him. Let not such man think that you receive anything. A double minded person is unstable. Huh? But when he asks, let him ask in faith. Let be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. Do not waver. Do not waver. Yama prophecy. Do not waver. Because you give your preference. When you see your message, you start crying. I have seen people we pray for her. They menstruated for five months. They were still pregnant. One day I asked the Lord, why do you do that? He said, I'm hiding the baby from the devil. No. Listen. God said, your ways are not my ways. When you have faith, message or no message, you are thanking God. It is only faith when you are thanking God when the manifestation has not come. I'm telling you. Some people were beaten in prison and they were singing praises. And God responded with earthquake of baritone voice. If they were crying, the earthquake would never have happened. So it is faith when your bank account is red and you say, Father, thank you for prosperity. Thank you for abundance. Thank you for provision. Thank you for well-being. And that is where God sent the angels to manifest. That is what we call the practicality of your faith. Jesus said, blessed is he that has not seen. But yet, they believe. Tell somebody, believe. Faith simply means believing what God has said in his word. I told you that already. And that he will do what he has said. Has God prophesied that you'll be a millionaire? He will do it. Hold on to the word. Has God said he'll give you a child? Hold on to the word. You are not 100 years yet. You can give up after 100. That is a picture in the Bible. He didn't even want people to give up in the 100. So Zachariah's wife, he hid his date of birth. We're stricken in years. It means that there is no limit in years to threaten me not to give you a child. These are all in the Bible. These are all in the Bible. So you cannot be married for 10 years and be thinking God cannot give you a child. We have seen 21, 25. But the Bible standard is that somebody was seven. So if you're a woman, be 70 years and close the chapter. But between 1 to 70, you are still a potential mother. According to Bible standard. As a man, 100 years. Don't just open your mouth and pray. Have faith. Have faith in this hundred days that after it, your destiny will change. And no matter the picture the devil gives to you, neglect it. Let pride leave you. When you go out to run away, no matter how skillful you are, you run. The day you go out die, no matter how skillful you are, you run. The soldier didn't think about their ammunition. Once Goliath is down, they run away. Listen. If you have never married before, don't criticize those who are married. Keep quiet. Don't sow a cursed seed in your life. 
If you have never raised children, don't criticize and insult somebody's teenager. You have sown the wrong seed. Hey, this lady, hey, this is what the devil take people legal captives. As now can he put it in an incubator, waiting to use it. Hey, you see some woman's marriage that destroyed the eater. So I give them himself. I don't worry. Any eater because who are there? Who are there? Wait, wait, wait. God will make sure the man you marry is a deputy devil. And if you have grace, stand and raise him. Never talk about people doing something you have never tried. If you have never done it, don't talk about them. Don't gossip about them. Don't. Can I tell you this? The greatest attack on the devil on your life, one of them is when you forget. You can stand here immediately forget where you are coming from. If your character changes, your blessing will manifest. That's what God is waiting for. Don't use nice bows to serve your visitors and use the old one for your husband. You are a hypocrite. Look at the plate your husband eats inside. When you have visitors, hey, that's a sign of a hypocrisy. It's a faithless life. The man of the house. Any woman that don't celebrate his husband but celebrate other men, he's a dangerous woman. It is mommy that showed me that thing. I said, get this one. He said, no, no, no. It's not for any visitors. I bought it for you. Why do you talk about it? Because baby, I'm free by the end, yes, sir. She is free. If you be Paris, bo. You're not going to go. Every day. So when you put chances, they know I mean. Look at the plate your husband eats inside. Look. One great woman of God said something, and I said, This is the secret of your power. I was trying to find out how God is using here. He said, one day he had some visitors. One of them was going to sit down. He said, We always have a crowd in our home and we cook. And he said, Hey, please don't sit on that chair. It's for the king of the house. And he said, What do you say? That's my husband said, Nobody, not me, not the children. You don't see them. Let me tell you, one of the spirits in Ghana, we celebrate visitors. We celebrate the people coming. And in the church, we do the same thing. So no matter, you, you see, the way I'm standing in front of you every day, it is easy to take me for granted. Anytime somebody takes you for granted, you say you have been there for the person. It's easy. No. No. You don't even know the price it takes. You don't know the things that goes through it. It is easy. Laying hands on you. Sometimes it's teaching. Sometimes it's power. Sometimes it's anointing. So, <clears throat> hypocrisy is dangerous than the devil. A hypocrite is a pretender. That's what it is. Go home. Change. Don't put in better bed sheet in the guest room than the one you and your husband sleep on. Change your husband's plate today. If you don't change, you're a hypocrite. Your husband's friends has come. You are there. 
Christian, don't celebrate. Is there not all men as fit? You can't you can you can't compare your husband to me. You can't sit there and say, eh, and daddy, daddy, you know, daddy Debbie preacher Your husband is not called daddy. Not all men has faith. Not everybody has the grace I carry. And if your husband doesn't have it, doesn't have it. Live as a wise woman. It is Abigail that defends Naba. And David could have killed him. So be a wise woman. And develop your faith. Have confidence that God will keep his promise. Now, let me give you this quickly and close. Forms of negative faith. Negative faith has many forms. When you change faith to a reverse gear, the first sign is fear. Forms of negative faith. The first sign of a demonstration of negative faith is what? Fear. Fear is a forerunner of calamity. Fear. Fear. Fear is the creator of bad things. Fear. Hmm. It brings you to the place of captivity. Fear is the result of confusion. I'm preaching. Am I too fast? The way you are frustrated is a sign that you are afraid. Mm-hmm. Fear brings inner conflict. It brings tension and defeat. Oh, can I say this about fear? It is the favorite weapon of the devil. When Satan brings fear to you and you cut it, it's like his favorite weapon has been formed. Mm-hmm. If anybody has ever been able to come to church now because of coronavirus, the, the spirit behind it is what? Fear. Anytime your faith is in a reverse gear, these are the demonstrations. Hmm. Hmm. Fear is simple negative faith. You have faith, no problem. Hmm. Hmm. Listen, fear means you have faith, all right. But you are exercising the faith in a reverse gear. So, fear is a sign that there is still faith in you, but you are exercising it in the negative way. So, fear is faith in the negative direction. Because they all work in the same principle. Yeah. Fear is a counterfeit version of faith. Fear is a practical expression of confidence in the devil. Faith is practical expression of confidence in God. So fear and faith work on the same principle. But one leads you to death and one leads you to life. Period. Amen. Fear is faced on a reverse gear. Are you there? What am I trying to tell you? Negative faith has many forms. The next form of a negative faith is doubt. Doubt. That is another form of negative faith. When you are doubting, it means that your faith has been changed into another gear. It is still. So when you are doubting, you still have faith. Because the reason you are doubting is that you believe in something. But you are believing wrong. Instead of believing right. So faith is believing right. Doubt is believing wrong. It's a very cruel spirit. Doubt is destructive. When there is trouble, ah, can I say this? When there is trouble, a doubter blames God. Hey, Lord, why did you allow this thing to happen to me? It means he's in a, his, his faith has been changed to doubt. When there is a doubter, a doubter blames God. So one of the signs 
that Job has faith is that he never cares God. He never blamed God. When the wife blamed God, Job said, can we enjoy good things from God and not enjoy his punishment? So a doubter will constantly blame God when there is a problem. You are believing all right, but it's in the wrong direction. Your car is on the motorway, but it's going on a reverse gear. So the sad thing is that this is how it is. Wake up, face me. Huh? This is the motorway. Hey, Jenna. Huh? No, try these are the car. You know motorway is the dual carriage, eh? Huh? So all of you move, you are going. Okay, me so many one echo, but go. This is the way. So these two is faith, this is doubt. And echo. And how long can a car travel on a reverse gear? Not everybody is good on a reverse. No. Some people when they are going for reverse, eh, they can use their mirrors. Some two boys are not saying who say no energy. Obi on so akra muncha mami o miti mi bana memra no. So a reverse gear is a difficult way of driving. We are all and let me tell you something. You people trot a little bit. Can you imagine why they are trotting you to who? Then you are coming say ah reverse gear boom. Now listen, these people if they are using a a, a manual car, at the time they start moving they might be on the on the fifth or sixth gear. It depends on the car, the type. A reverse gear cannot change in a faster way. A reverse gear is one. A front gear is six. So when your faith is in a reverse gear, it slows the process. Some people can change their car on a reverse gear and go a little speed. Woo. But even when you are running very fast on a reverse gear, everybody watches you. People think you have lost your mind. Everybody expects everybody to go reverse slowly. When you put your faith on fear and doubt, it's in a reverse gear. So you can be fasting all right, but you are in a reverse gear. When there is a trouble, a doubter will blame God. When there is a blessing, a doubter will think whether it will last. So whichever way, when you see God when the trouble comes to a doubter, he will blame God. When the blessing comes to a doubter, he will fear whether it will last. So when, you're, when your faith is in a negative, even in a blessing, you fear that one day you lose it. That is why Job lost his blessing. What I greatly fear has come upon me. It means that the guy was blessed, but his faith was on a reverse gear. So even though your husband is a little angry, there is a little friction in the marriage, you are going through process, but you fear you might lose your marriage. It means that a doubter blames God for problem. And he also fears he will lose a blessing. So when a doubter is blessed, all his meditation is that one day, what is blessed, he will lose it. I like your quietness. How many people are walking out? How many people are walking around in church and created a devil that is not there? There is something you have been afraid and you have never seen it happen, but you are still afraid. Hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So that means that faith must be expressed in action. That is why I'm using the both the forward gear and the reverse gear. It means that faith must be expressed in action. That is why sometimes we give you water. We say drink. Do you know why we do that? It releases your faith. It brings it into action. That's why sometimes we say so see. It releases your faith. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So the things you see are in church. Bring your mantle. Bring your prayer shawl. Bring the, all those are contact to release your faith. So some people said that they picked the communion, they drank it, the sickness left them. What did the communion do? It releases their faith. I cannot explain it. I went to, I came to the church. I was sitting at the Lord said, give everybody communion who come to church. Praise God. I just obey God. I saw that if you don't obey God, what happens? The price you pay to cure is more expensive than the price you pay to prevent. So when God tells you something to do, don't ask questions. Don't rationalize it. Don't try to understand. Just do it. Hey, leave this guy. Lord, I don't know why you You sit down and be speaking slants. Don't marry this guy. Lord, give me three reasons why I should let him go. Okay. God is your tour guide. So he has to give you reasons. No. When God, listen. <laughs> action back in your faith. Action back in your faith. Huh? Action. It is no one that built the ark. It's God that brought the flood. It is Moses that lived the road. It's God that divided the sea. It's in a man that did seven times. It's God that healed the leprosy. It's Israel that shouted. It's God that put the wall down. There is always something you must do for God to manifest. And just in case your situation is rotting, it is not God's responsibility to roll away the stone. God is to call the dead, but man must roll away the stone. There must always be an action back in your faith. Stand to your feet. Anyway, God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.